0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 193 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 25th of 2018. This week, I go off the rails a little bit and diverge a little bit from talking about board games. And I haven't been talking about video games lately, so we don't go down that road either, but I was talking to a few friends about streaming and podcasting down at the local game store, So I'm basically giving some tips on what I've learned over the four years of doing this show and some of the different equipment that I use for both audio and video recording as well as streaming. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 193 of the podcast as always. You can send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on boarding game geek. We do have a guild over there. Guild number two, four, four, zero. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Like I always say on Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Twitch is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. All right. Earlier today, I was actually live on Twitch. I did a solo run through of Buffy, um, the Vampire Slayer, the legendary deck builder card game that's put out by Upper Deck. So hopefully some of you tuned into that and saw that. Um, Hopefully next week, I will be back on Wednesday with um, a friend, who will possibly be coming over. He is a local designer and I'm going to possibly try to get some local designers um, on a Wednesday show or hope, you know, one night during the week, I'm going to try to stick to Wednesdays if we can uh, and maybe see some prototype games as well as maybe some, early release or possibly just newly published games from some local designers. On next Sunday I may be having a new co-host not only for the podcast but for a live stream. I have a buddy Courtney who um is going to come over and I believe we are going to try to do a run through of Thunderstone Quest. So I am really looking forward to that one. Thunderstone Quest should be down at my FLGS for me tomorrow. I think they are getting their shipment in. And I used AEG's Kick It Here program where I went through my FLGS to actually order that. So I will be getting my copy in tomorrow. We actually played Courtney, my buddy's copy, um, last Thursday when I was down at the game store. And I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to talk too, too much about it because I do want to save that conversation for a conversation with the co-host. So this week, instead of actually talking about some of the games I played, some of the things I want to play, we're going to go totally off the rails here, do something a little bit different. While I was down at the game store the other day, a couple of friends I was talking to, they were thinking about maybe starting up a stream, possibly doing a podcast and everything. And I started giving them a bunch of ideas and I started thinking back to all of the years ago when I actually started podcasting. Um, the first podcast that me and a couple of friends had done was kind of a little podcast we were talking about um, getting into the doghouse with our wives. And it was quite interesting. And I think the podcast actually got us into more trouble than the shit that we would normally do ourselves to get us into trouble. So that was a, not a long-lasting podcast. And then um, as as a day job, I'm a Linux administrator. And so a friend wanted to get a Linux show going and he was, I had done that earlier podcast with him and we were like, all right, let's do a Linux show. And we did that for about three years or so, hundred or so episodes. Um, this podcast has definitely lasted a little longer than that one, but I really enjoyed doing the Linux one. Um, we, did some of our first interviews through that one. So that was really interesting getting to learn how to do some of that stuff. Um, we went through upgrading some of our equipment. Uh, my buddy, we used most of his equipment at the time. And I think we we're just using snowball mics for most of the stuff. Um, when we went over his house after that, I think I was using different headset mics to do some of my recordings and we were just doing Google Hangouts and then ripping the audio most of the time out of that. But, I will say over the years, it's the audio quality of the podcast have definitely changed. Um, Going from, you know, headset mics, which I thought were okay, I thought they were good enough. And I will be honest right now, they weren't. When I listen to early shows, as opposed to what my latest shows sound like and what I can do now with Audacity, as opposed to what I knew back then with Audacity, I've definitely learned a lot in the past four years of just doing the What I'm Playing Now podcast. So, Some of the first tips I can give to people who are possibly thinking about getting into podcasting, getting into streaming, let's start talking about podcasting first. Get a good good mic. That's one of the first things that you probably want to do. Um, You probably don't need a great headset. What I tried to do was I tried to get a really nice headset with a built-in mic. I had picked up some Astro A50s. I was doing a lot of streaming of video games back then, so I knew the Astros were supposed to be really good. They were very expensive, but honestly, I thought that the mic really... I was really never into what the mic sounded like. I think the mic just sounded like crap, actually. Um, and then shortly, probably about a year or so after that, and using that headset for a while, I picked up um, the Blue Yeti mic, which is what I'm still currently using. I've learned how to tweak the audio on this one by running it through some different filters and compressors within Audacity. And I think I get a pretty good sound now. Um Some of the tips that I can give you and some of the stuff that I've learned with the Blue Yeti mic, you know, I normally keep the volume on the mic itself kind of turned down the input volume. So I try to control some of the volume from within Audacity itself. If I need to raise up my volume a little bit I will do that with an Audacity but I try to keep the mic actually recording at a lower level mainly because of one I know my voice is kind of loud it's kind of deeper and it carries pretty well um, I've learned how to um, talk throughout college and in some of my communication classes giving speeches and stuff like that um, I kind of just learned how to talk and I know my voice kind of just is a louder more carrying voice than some people have I am kind of lucky with that Uh, but also learning how to tweak the mic and some of the different things that you can do before I just used to use some base equalizer settings. Now I actually run it through a couple of different equalizer settings. Um, but one of the first things I do is do a noise reduction. One of the best things I think that I had learned in watching some different videos and reading different things on the internet, whenever I start off my podcast and even when I do my videos now, in for the live stream, I always give myself about 20 seconds of dead airspace where I'm just recording what the room sounds like so I can cut out any of that background noise in the show. And I think that's helped clean up not only the audio podcast, but I've recently noticed that my video podcast have been getting some background noise and I think it's coming through from the laptop. And I've been able to clean up that audio quite a bit through quite a bit as well by running it through some of the similar filters in audacity that I take my audio podcast through. So it's kind of helping me in both ways. It's making the audio sound better as well as when I do the video, I can help clean up that audio better. Um, I then run it through se- several equalizers, um, hundred Hertz rumble. I do some treble boost, bass boost. And then one of the other things that I actually run it through on Audacity is a really good compressor that goes through and really levels out a lot of the audio. Um, I know in my last episode when Eric and I were recording, he was using a brand new laptop. Uh, some One of the listeners actually sent in an email saying he was a lot louder than me. I ran it through all my filters. I ran it through the compressor. I thought I had gotten both of our audios down to a decent level, I probably even still should have run that through the software called Levelator, which is an older piece of software. It's not really being updated anymore, but I think you can still find it out there on the internet, and it basically does do a great job of levelating out audios from different pieces, you know, when they're coming through on different, um, differently, when they're because kind of all I did for that one was I just ripped it out of the Google Hangout. Um, We did, we weren't able to record audio locally like we have done in the past. So I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of sounded, one, it didn't sound as good. And two, he was just so hot in that last episode. And so that's something that I probably should have done that level later. And I didn't even think about it until afterwards when I was, um, after I had received an email Um, about that so apologies for that one we'll try to work on getting co-hosts a lot more level with my audio going forward. But I think Eric was actually using a brand new laptop. He had just installed the software right before we were recording. It was something we were actually just going to do a test of the audio and we were just making sure everything worked. We really didn't even check levels and we started recording and that was about it. And, you know, I kind of tried to clean it up as good as I could and didn't even think about doing the levelator piece. But those are a couple of different things that you can do for audio. Now for streaming, um, One of the first things that I did for streaming is to, you want some, you want decent audio for that. So I went and picked up a couple of lavalier mics. I think the first couple of times we were doing a recording, I think I tried to use um, my Blue Yeti mic just sitting on the table. And I know some people actually do that. I think I prefer the lavalier mics that we have. I think they were only like 30 bucks on Amazon. And it lets me feed through a Y splitter, both of those into the mic jack on my wife's laptop. And then I do some cleanup afterwards, you know, like you always do. Um, and then for video, what we're kind of using is a mix of a DSLR and a decent webcam, actually, which shoots us. Now, I know some people may say that streaming with a DSLR, um, I think we have a Canon 5Ti is what we use might not be the best thing for it. It could possibly burn out the sensor. Um, so I've actually been looking at getting a couple of handy cams, especially when I go to Origins this year. I would actually like to do more video stuff than just photo and audio stuff. So I'm looking to actually maybe get a nice, um, you know, just a cam or something to use. And when I get that, I think I may switch over to that and save the DSLR for photos going forward before I do burn out the sensor. But so far, I will say the DSLR has done a great job, and the webcam that I use is just an older Logitech C920. I use that on the initial shot of my wife and I, and then when I switch over to the second scene where I have us kind of just put up into a little window, um, that video actually I think looks pretty good, and the DSLR on the table looks really good. One of the things I think that really helped clean up our video presentation was just getting the proper lighting. I know when we were originally doing a lot of video down in our kitchen, on our kitchen table, we were just using fluorescent lighting and everything, and there would be a lot of glare on the boards. I tried to do different filters over the lights and just different things and bring in different lights and do it during the day so we had more daylight and didn't have to rely on the fluorescence as much like that, so you didn't get the glare. But one of the best things I did was just purchase some nice CFL lights, I think they are, um, that have some... They're almost used for photo shooting. And I got a set that has three different ones Two that. I set on either side of my wife and I, that kind of one kind of the one that's closest to her shines on me. The one closest to me kind of shines on her. And then I have one that's on a boom that kind of shines down on the table to brighten up the table. And those have turned out to be one. They weren't that expensive. They don't pull that much power. They're not that hot. Um, they do take up a little bit of size. Um, so in the room that we shoot in, isn't the world's largest. And my wife says, you know, we should probably get something smaller. And I said, well, I didn't want to get the led lighting because those were almost double the price of these, if not more. And these lights actually do work quite well. They, like I said, they don't get very hot. Um, so it's really nice. Cause since we are in a smaller room, it's not like we, you know, it's not like we're under heavy studio lights that, you know, we start sweating halfway through, you know, recording a gameplay of something. Uh, but it it works out really well. With those filters being on there, I think it cuts down on the glare almost completely. I don't see any glare on the videos anymore like we used to um, when we were using just normal lighting that you have in your house besides that don't have really any photo filters over these. So when you're doing your video, everybody I think always says lighting is the biggest thing. And after after all the years of doing video, I will agree 100%. Uh, when I used to do... A lot of green screen video when I was doing uh, the playthroughs of a lot of video games and doing streams of video games, I'd have a green screen behind me. And I know that the green screen I'd have to play around with sometimes and it would be based on one hot, what time of the day I did it because the outside light, even if I closed my curtain up here, would still have some ambient light in the room. The lighting I had up here wasn't the world's greatest. And sometimes if you had if you didn't have the light really at a good spot hitting that green screen, you would see shadows. You'd have to play around with, you know, setting the different levels for the green screen and everything, which is always a pain in the ass. Um right now, I'm we're not using I'm not using the green screen pretty much at, at all anymore. Unless if I actually do um, stream some video game stuff, which I haven't been doing lately because we've pretty much switched the the whole site over to pretty much just board game coverage. Um, I've even gone into my RSS feed and into um, FeedBurner and actually set everything up so it's I'm not under the video game category anymore because when I actually started out four years ago, I think the co-host at the time, we were we were doing, he was actually a co host on the Linux podcast. His name was Greg. If you go back to some of the early videos, you'll see him and hear him for about the first 30, maybe 40. I can't even remember when he had stopped doing the podcast with me for what I'm playing now. But we were, the way we started this one was we were always sitting around talking about games before uh, the Linux podcast. And a couple of the guys were like, why don't you just do one? So we kind of just started screwing around with it. And I kind of stuck with it. And it was something that's evolved over time. I think before I really wasn't too sure of what I wanted to cover. I wanted to cover everything. And you kind of have to be dialed in, I think, a little bit, or bit better because trying to cover both video games, board games, and trying to do a little bit of everything, I think it was just a little too hectic. There was really no, you know, my the ship wasn't sailing in a straight direction. It was kind of just zigzagging all over the place. So it probably in the past six months, I finally said, you know what, I love video games still. But I find myself playing board games probably 90% of the times and video games now 10% of the time. Whereas probably four or five years ago, it was probably 50-50. But, you know, I was definitely playing a lot more video games and probably a lot less board games. But so I figured let's just go all board games now. And I think that's definitely helped me get a better handle on things. Um, I'm still working on getting a new logo set up for the website and one for the podcast. And that will be something that hopefully I can get done. Um, hopefully before we hit origins this year, cause I wouldn't mind getting some t-shirts made. Um, but that's, you know, definitely looking into the future. So let's actually get back to what we were talking about with the, with the video and everything. So I use the DSLR to shoot down and the DSLR, I just have on, um, kind of like this boom that just it's it's just a pole that literally just screws right into the bottom of the DSLR and it's counterweighted with a Powerade bottle filled with water and it, which is kind of funny, but that's what kind of, they suggested in the instructions and they were like it with something, you know, get like a water bottle or something. And I just had a Powerade bottle sitting there and I filled it up and it was the perfect weight for the DSLR. When I filled that thing up, it holds it perfectly. I do have a pretty good um, tripod that I put this on. um, So that's, that's how I do that. Uh, the, the webcam that I use, like I said, Logitech C920, it's a webcam that I've been using for years to do all of my, um, video game streaming. I was thinking about upgrading that webcam to something else. I didn't know if I wanted to upgrade it to maybe like a little GoPro or something. I'd like to be able to do a couple of more cameras to where I could possibly do close ups of player boards. Um, When Kim and I are actually playing through some games, but I haven't really gone that far yet. I think still doing the two cameras is kind of working. It would be nice to be able to have a couple other scenes within the video rather than just the scene where it's showing the webcam and then uh, fade over to us showing us up in the corner with the webcam and the DSLR showing the board. I would like to have maybe a couple other scenes where I can maybe flip over to just maybe my player board, maybe her player board, but One, I need to buy more equipment. Two, I would probably need a bigger room because right now with the way we're set up, once we kind of get everything set up, we almost can't move from our chairs with the size of the room that we're actually playing in. So it's the limitations of a small studio, but at least it's better than what we were doing down in the kitchen. And I think the, like I said, the video and the audio is definitely looking a lot better. Uh, Now, what I use for um, video editing, I use an older soft piece of software that I bought a while ago called PowerDirector. I think I'm on an older version. I'd like to actually switch over to Adobe. That's going to have a little bit of learning curve to it. Um, And then to do my streaming, I use XSplit. Uh, Back in the day, I think I started off with OBS when I was doing a lot of video game streaming. I picked up XSplit mainly because when I was trying to do a stream of an older Diablo 2 video game, I was having a hell of a time capturing the screen for some reason with OBS because it was an older piece of software. And for some reason with OBS, I was just having trouble capturing that screen, and I don't know why. With XSplit, I clicked on the screen and it just captured it right away, and it was just seamless. So OBS is a great place to start if you're looking to get into streaming. There are some... I don't want to say there are some limitations. There could be a little bit of learning curve with OBS. Um, and just like with any free software, I think using XSplit, which you actually pay for, you pay for what you get. XSplit ju- just seems to work, and it just seems to work a lot easier. I really don't have to go through and set up a lot of different things or worry about reconfiguring things. The stuff that I've noticed with XSplit is it's it's just work. And it, and it seems to have um, – they update it quite a bit as well. I know when I had first purchased it, I think I had purchased like a year subscription and I think the following year. I said, screw it. I'm just going to spend a little bit more. And I think I went with a lifetime subscription. Um, and I'm definitely glad I did. I think it's definitely going to save me some money in the long run. Um, hopefully XSplit doesn't stop anytime soon. Cause I would be totally bummed um, because I do like the software. Um, there's a few other things I wouldn't mind getting for the podcast. I wouldn't mind getting or getting for the audio. Like when we do video stuff, you know, I wouldn't mind getting maybe a, some better lavalier mics or some wireless ones using the wired ones is kind of a pain having those wires dangling all over the room. Um, but the ones I have are battery operated. And I think they do give, you know, for, for what we paid for them, for the 30 bucks we paid for them, the audio doesn't sound that bad. I think it actually sounds pretty good. Um, especially once I clean it up within Audacity. So um I think that's pretty much about it. Those are some of the tips and that's a lot of the stuff that I use um, I think I've pretty much gone through most of the equipment that I use. The only thing I didn't mention was uh, the blue Yeti that I use. I do have a shock mount for it. I do have um, a a guard for it, a sound guard for it. Um, so those are a couple of things that I think would help out with the audio um, when you're doing just an audio podcast. But, you know, for the video, like I said, we used it a couple of times and then we switched over to the lavaliers. And I think that that works pretty good for that. But. We're going to keep this podcast kind of short, especially since I did a video earlier. Um, I wasn't able to get a co-host locked down this week, so I didn't want to talk about some of the games that I played because I did want to talk about those things with a co-host. So I figured, what the hell? Let me actually just talk about some of the stuff that I do, podcasting, streaming, and some of the other things that we do here over at what I'm playing now. And I really enjoyed it. I think I've learned a lot. There's been... A lot of stuff I learned in the past four years of doing this, and I look forward to learning more, especially with other pieces of software and just how to make some of the stuff look better. So other than that, everybody, you know what? As always, don't forget to send me an email. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversation over at Board Game Week. We do have a guild over there, guild number two four four zero. On Twitter and Instagram at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Twitch, you can subscribe to us there, twitch.tv/what I'm playing now. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com/what I'm playing now. If anybody has any other tips that they would like to give, post them in the guild over on Boarding Geek. Or if you have any other tips, send me an email. Let me know. I'll mention them on an upcoming podcast. And until next week, everybody, you know what to do. Go play some games. And then don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. But until next week, everybody, you have a great week gaming. And I will be back next week with some more board game fun. I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.